This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. This portion of Grassroots Marketing on location on Cannabis Radio is presented by Norick Risk. Creating unique insurance solutions for the hemp and cannabis industry is a passion of Norick Risk. Rooted in over 100 years' experience, placing custom extra-large insurance programs worldwide. Learn more at N-O-R-I-C-K-Risk.com. CannabisRadio.com presents Grassroots Marketing on Location. Featuring exclusive one-on-one interviews with those impacting and evolving the cannabis industry. Now, let's go on location to the 2016 NCIA Cannabis Business Summit in Oakland, California. Welcome back, everyone. Radical Russ here. We are live at the Cannabis Business Summit in Oakland and very happy to have a couple joining us here at the desk. Jay and Diane Zarkowski are here. Welcome to the show. Russ, thanks for having us today. So tell us how you're involved with the cannabis industry. So back in 2009, I'm sure everybody remembers the, uh, the Great Depression our country yeah. went through back in 2008 into 2009. We were in real estate development, had a nice little building downtown Boulder that we put up for lease. Well, we began to get approached by groups of uh, young folks. They all had cash. One group offered three months cash in advance. The other, next group was six months cash in advance. We asked them what they wanted to do with the building. They told us they wanted to open a marijuana dispensary. <laughs> and we were, of course, shocked, looked into it. Two weeks later, I was down at the city of Boulder sales and use tax desk, handing over a $25 check in a one-page form, and uh, we were in business. This is uh, late summer 2009. That's how we got involved. All right. So what you're doing now, then, is advising people in their business strategies? Is that a, a basic uh, to some degree, yes. Yeah. I, I could assure you that we never had any intention of starting a consulting company. I always thought the consultants were people, you know, the old saying, if you can't do it, teach it. Well, we were doers, so I was a little uncomfortable with the whole idea of a consult being a consultant. But we were approached by a group of five guys in Westport, Connecticut, back in late 2012, that asked us if we could help them compete for one of only four licenses the state of Connecticut was going to issue. We said yes, not knowing what that meant. Uh, work with these guys for a year, and after a year, uh, we won. Hmm. We won that license, and that's what kicked off this whole Canna Advisors train that keeps on rolling. So, Diane, tell us, with Canna Advisors, the breadth of services you offer. Is this just for people opening dispensaries, opening grows, auxiliary or ancillary products? I mean, what do you all cover? We 100% focus on the operators, the cultivation, processing, and dispensary licensees. And our sweet spot is really going after the competitive licenses in states where they don't yet have a medical market. So, for example, we just finished in November. We represented several clients in Maryland who are going after licenses. And we work with them for a really long time to help develop their team, to put together their financial modeling, help them find locations, get community outreach going. And, you know, it's really a competitive situation, like a giant government RFP. Mm-hmm. So we work with them very, very closely for months before yep. we submit that application. And we're talking about some of these states where they say, 
you've got to have a half million in escrow. You've mm-hmm. got to pass. You got to jump this hoop, that hoop, and so your job is to basically help them jump through the hoops. Right. Okay. So that makes a whole lot of sense. So as more and more states are coming online, you get more and more opportunities. But eventually, this will be legal everywhere. Where do you see your next step? What's going to? How are you going to develop this as more states become legal? Well, I really feel that you know, just like. There are KPMGs now that are, you know, the consultants that help with um, business strategy and people will, once they have a license in one state, they probably have an interest in expanding into other states. There's licensing opportunities. We know that every state has a different program. So if you're doing it one way in one state, chances are you're going to have to alter that to comply with the regulations in another state. So there will be a lot of need for people who are familiar with how the programs are on a national level and even international. Hmm. Now, Jay, when we're trying to put this together and somebody's got a cannabis business out there and they want to bring it to you, what do they got to do for their due diligence when they're bringing this to you that will help you to help them? Gotcha. Due diligence in terms of? Uh, preparation is bringing, getting their, their paperwork together, getting together their capital requirements and so forth. Sure. So there's so much that goes into a group forming and a group putting together all their pieces to put them in a position to be able to qualify and compete successfully for one of these competitive licenses. The best work that we advise groups to do, and you can never start so uh, soon enough with this, you know, go out and talk to local folks, you know, local uh, officials, and try to secure local support, number one. And I'm sure that holds true not only in a new state like Ohio and Pennsylvania, but even, you know, here in California. There's a lot of shops here that exist right now that maybe don't have the support of the locals. I think that's going to be uh, critical moving forward. And then, um, you know, rounding out the team. You know, we have some groups that we work with that are just wonderful people. Their heart's in the right place, and they have previous uh, business success. They have capital. But, you know, they're not horticultural experts. Uh, They're not processing and pharmaceutical manufacturing experts. Uh, They're not experts in security, uh, retail. So a lot of what we do will, will help these groups, but certainly encourage them you know, go out, start rounding out your team. All right. So what I find as people are getting into this industry is we've kind of got two camps. One camp are the people with a head in business that have gotten that world kind of under their thumb, but they don't know, like you said, a lot about horticulture. And then the other side, people who have been in the marijuana sphere, sometimes illegally for a long time, that don't know a whole lot about business. What tips would you give either one of those sides to make this a better transition for them? Well, sure. The folks that are, you know, currently involved in the cannabis industry, you know, especially in a state like, like, let's use California as an example since we're here, right? And we know that you guys have been fighting the good fight for a long time. You guys have been through so much. You know, I'm, I'm still hearing about, you know, raids happening here. You know, we, yeah. we don't have raids in Colorado anymore, but you guys still have raids. You guys had one here last week. You know, what could folks in general do in California to stay ahead of the coming regs and licensing? You know, certainly making sure they have the support of locals and uh, even just basic business planning, basic financial modeling, you know, taxes. You know, I don't know how most folks here in California run their business, but I would I would certainly think that, you know, basic good business practices at the very least, you know, folks should probably start thinking about that. I'd like to add something, too, uh, for the California market is that, Largely in the past, people were very hesitant to document typical things that you would 
you would document for a business because those things would then be held against you if you were raided, right? right? So, you know, there are still a lot of businesses out there that haven't documented their standard operating procedures. You know, they're not keeping maybe a good controls around their inventory. And so there's a lot that can be done in terms of almost self-regulation to be prepared for when the regulations really do come out. Hmm. That's a really good point, especially, like you said, the people that come from the more illegal side, there's things you did to protect yourself that now are only going to harm your business chances when you're moving forward in the legal world. All right. So Jay and Diane Sarkowski, let's get some websites or contact info if people want to get in touch with your company and, and work together. Our website is thinkcana.com, T-H-I-N-K-C-A-N-N-A.com. And that's really the best way to find out more about us. We also have a direct number, I guess, 720-708-3154. All We're right. located in Boulder, Colorado. All right. And Jay, anything else you want to add? Rush, just want to say thanks for uh, being here and you know all you've done for the industry over the years here in California and elsewhere. All right. Well, we appreciate what you're doing, and thanks so much for being here at the Cannabis Business Summit. We're going to take a break and get back to more of our previously recorded interviews. Thanks for joining us here live from Oakland. I'm Radical Russ, and we'll be back right after this. Thank you for listening to this edition of Grassroots Marketing on location, only on CannabisRadio.com. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.